Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Father, we are grateful and thankful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for the great things that you have done in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for this year that you have kept us to see another decade. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful for the church. We are thankful for the opportunity you have given us to gather at your feet to hear your words and your instructions. We pray, Father, that this afternoon you give us of your spirit to teach us. We love you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Clap your hands together as you sit on top of your enemy. Wonderful. Well, last week we began sharing on our theme the year of the shepherd. We began sharing on the theme, the year of the shepherd, and I began to introduce to you why every one of you can do the work of a shepherd. The reasons why every Christian can do the work of the shepherd. Amen. And last week, I introduced this message to you. I shared with you from Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. That, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Now, this is our year of the shepherd. This year 2020 has been declared the year of the shepherd. And we are sharing on this theme to highlight the fact that every one of you can do the work of a shepherd. Amen. And I began to explain to you who is a shepherd. And I said, a shepherd is anyone who cares for the people of God. Anyone who does anything to provide or to care for the people of God is a shepherd. And we call such a person a shepherd because we are sheep as far as God is concerned. Now, don't go home and say the pastor was insulting us and saying we are sheep. You know, because when you interpret it in other languages, it doesn't sound like it's very nice. Do you understand? But that is what the Bible says. And we read in Psalm 100 and verse 3, we say, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So we are God's people. We are the sheep of God's pasture. And we are saying that we can do the work of a shepherd. We can help God care for his sheep. Amen. Amen. We can help God care for his sheep. Hallelujah. So we shared so much. If you were not here last week, I really encourage you to listen to the podcast. We shared how God is advertising this great job. How God is advertising a great job in John 15 and verse 16. How he's inviting people to take on this position. He says, he, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. So God is advertising this job where he's sending people to go and bring forth fruit and then ensure that the fruit remains. Now, this is the work of a shepherd. To ensure that the fruit remains. And last week I was sharing with you that just like babies, 
when you bring forth a child in this world, someone ought to ensure that the child remains. Someone ought to provide for the child. Someone ought to feed the child. Someone ought to care for the needs of the child. If we don't do that, we lose that child. Amen. And we said this is what is happening in the church of God. He said he's sending us to bring forth fruit. He brings forth fruit. He will bring many fruit. But there is a need to care for the fruit. There is a need to provide for the fruit that the fruit remains. And here comes the work of the shepherd. Now, anyone that takes this responsibility, anyone who accepts this position, God has added benefits to the job. And he says, when you do this, he says, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That if you accept this job as a shepherd, as someone who cares for the sheep of God, then anything that you will ask of the Father in the name of Jesus, it shall be given to you. Hallelujah. You see, we thought that any Christian who prays and asks for anything in the name of Jesus will will, will receive it. But it is not for everyone. It is for those who accept to care for God's people. It is for those, if you are going to pray and expect that anything you ask of the Father in the name of Jesus will be given to you, then it means that you have accepted the responsibility of caring for God's sheep. Hallelujah. So we said there were so many benefits that come with this job. So many benefits. And we said there's no other job that is like this, that attaches such benefits to it. That whatever you want, it shall be given to you. And I think I will be interested in a job like this. I don't know about you. Amen. So we said, we are going to learn also the job requirements. Why we think we can also qualify or we can also do this job. And today we want to continue and learn how we can also do this job. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The reasons why every Christian can do the work of the shepherd. Now, number one, number one, you need a desire. You need a desire. You need a desire. You need a desire. Hallelujah. Can you have a desire? That's what you need. Everyone has a desire for something. Everyone has a desire for something. But the Bible is saying if you can direct your desire towards the care of God's people, if you can direct your desire towards providing for God's people, then you qualify to be a shepherd. All you need is a desire. Can you have a desire? Then you can be a shepherd. Can you have a desire? I cannot hear you. Can you have a desire? Then you can be a shepherd. Isaac, anyone that has a desire can do the work of a shepherd. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Sylvia, can you have a desire? Then you can do the work of a shepherd. If only you can have a desire and direct that desire towards the care of God's people, then you can be a shepherd. Amen. You must have a desire to help with the care of God's people. God is looking for people who have a desire, who have a desire, who have a desire. Hallelujah. So no special talents or no special skills are required here. You don't need any special skill. You don't need any special talent. This job does not need previous work experience. Isn't that amazing? You don't need to have previous years of experience on your resume. If you have a desire, a desire, Michelle, if you have a desire, you can do this job. Gina, a desire. That I have a desire to care for God's people. Hallelujah. 
Now you realize that, you know, many jobs have a lot of requirements. They have, you need a long history of experience. They ask you, how long have you done this? Now, this does not require that. It does not even require a long history of attendance to church. If you are, the first day you are attending church is today, and you can have a desire, you can do this work. Hallelujah. You see, this is what many people don't understand. That is why many people get surprised, and they see, and they say, since when did you come? How can you now become this? Why would they make this person do this? Why should they give this person to do this? As long as you have a desire, God has chosen you, and God has selected you, and God has qualified you to do this work. Amen. That is all you need. Hallelujah. Now, we are not necessarily talking about becoming a pastor or becoming an apostle or becoming an evangelist. That is not what we are talking about. Because that is the thing that turns you away. That is what scares you. Isn't that so? Yeah. We are not talking about that. We are just talking about ordinary saints. Ordinary saints. Ordinary Christians. Ordinary Christians who have a desire to care for God's people. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. Is somebody understanding my word, the word of God this afternoon? He said, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. This is a true saying. That means that it is true. It is a fact. It is established that if a man desire desire, desire, the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Now don't let the the bishop here scare you and feel that I am far from a bishop. I am not a bishop neither. But a bishop simply means a shepherd or a pastor. Hallelujah. Just that there are stages Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? A bishop or bishop, the word bishop is translated from the Greek word episcopos. I'm sharing from what it means to become a shepherd by Bishop Dagiwad Mills. A bishop is translated from the Greek word episcopos, which means an overseer of God's people. That is what it means. An overseer of God's people. If you can oversee God's people, then you qualify for this job. Amen. Now, overseeing God's people are at different levels. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? There are different levels. So the Bible says the desire to become a shepherd is a good thing. The desire to become a shepherd. The desire to become a care of God's people is a good thing. God approves of it. Hallelujah. The desire to become a shepherd is something that God approves of. God places a stamp on it. And he says it's a good thing. If you have that desire, you please God. If you have that desire, there is something good that you have found. Amen. Amen. Contrary to your thinking that it's a pain and it's, 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 it's challenging and it's this and it brings inconveniences, God says it's a good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. So in 2020, may your strongest desire, the strongest desire in this year, be that you will also care for the people of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Five people are clapping their hands. Receive that desire. Amen. Wow. Receive the desire of the Episcopus. The desire to become Episcopus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, according to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, the Bible says, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
It is God who works in you. Both to will. To will is to have a desire. Do you understand? Both to will and to do of his good pleasure or to do of what he approves or what he says is good. It is God who works in you to have that will. Amen. So we must not joke with anyone who has this desire. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? We must not play with anyone who has that desire. Anyone who has the desire to care for God's people must be taken very seriously. Because it is God who has worked in that person to place that will, to place that desire, the desire to do of his good pleasure. Amen. Amen. That is why everyone must pray for this desire. Everyone must pray that you will have a desire to care for God's people. Hallelujah. And also, we must not also joke. If we have that desire, we must take it very seriously. If you have any desire to care for... Can you give me a little volume? I feel like I'm shouting. If you have any desire to care for God's people, you must not joke with it. Because it is God who has worked in you to have that will or to have that desire. Can I have an amen? Amen. It is God who has worked in you even to have a desire to care for his people. So if you don't have that desire, you must pray for that. That God will work in you this year the will or the desire to Care for his people. Amen. Amen. If you have a caring for the church, it is God who has worked in you that care. Amen. So if anyone here, you can sing, you can dance, you can play an instrument, you can do something for the people of God, do not sit down and watch us struggling. Do not sit down and look at us and criticize. You can do something, don't sit down and watch. Don't sit down even before I come to ask you to do something. Because that ability in you to do something, that will to do something, God is the one who has worked that in you. Hallelujah. And sometimes you do not understand that God has placed that will that desire in you to bring you near, to do something mighty in your life. Hallelujah. Some of you, you are sitting here, you see us struggling sometimes, playing some of our instruments, doing all kinds of things, and you know to do something. You are gifted. Do you know, you see, you may think it's an accident that When David was in the wilderness and he was playing the harp and was singing, it looks as if he just has a desire and a loving heart for singing and playing music. Not knowing that God is the one who has placed this in him. And through this singing and playing, God was putting something very important on his resume. You know, you think that your college degree is going to be the most important thing on your resume. You think that your hairstyle is going to be the most important thing on your resume for marriage. Amen. You think that the skill that you have developed at work is going to be the most important thing. But God had placed this gift in David and as he played, as he sang, as he was in the wilderness, at the backyard in the wilderness where no one could see him, poor shepherds, poor shepherds could hear him playing all the time. And so when the time came for King Saul to need someone to come to the palace to play for him, Because there were demons in him. Needed someone to play that the demons will flee from him. David's name came up. 
because the poor shepherds in the fields, they have heard of David. They have heard of how he's, he plays. They have heard of his skill. Now you see, you, you may not know, but you know, you think that these poor shepherds who are sitting here looking at you sing or looking at you play are nothing, but they are the very ones who will mention your name when the king desires to invite you to the palace. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? They are the very ones who will hear of you and say, I know of this person. And they will mention your name. So when the servants mention David's name, they say, bring him. And this is how David got into the palace. And God was preparing him to learn about kinship to learn how to lead, to learn how to lead a country, to learn how to be a king. And it was through the gift that God has placed in him to play. Amen. Amen. Some of you, you may wear the choir robe, you know, you, and you will think that no one will see your shape. You have, you have some nice dresses that you have bought, and every day robe, robe, you have covered yourself in this garment robe, that no one can see your fine shape. How can the man see how look how you look and how nice you look? Eh? Are we wearing the robe this week too? Yes, we are wearing the robe. Oh, I bought this nice dress and I was going to wear it. So you 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 are angry. But as you wear the holy garment, as you wear the holy robes. As you look inside like a mask and a, like, a, like a sackcloth around you. And you stand before the people of God and lift up your voice because of the gift that God has placed in you. You see that someone, someone comes to the pastor and say, Reverend, Reverend, that lady that was standing in the back, the one, how did you identify? I don't know. But as if there was a star shining on the head of the person. You will be identified as you use the gift that God has given to you. Amen. Just don't have a selfish need. When God has given you a gift, when God has given you a will, don't have a selfish need. Don't have, if God has given you the skill of gathering people, some of you, you have the skill of gathering people. You can easily make friends with people. Don't use it for a selfish need. Some of you, God has given you the gift of organizing. You can organize people. You can follow up with people. You easily make friends. Don't use it for a selfish need. Amen. The church is not a place where we gather people to ourselves. I guess you all understand that the only way, the only reason why you know this person is because of the church. That is the only reason. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? The only reason you came to know yourselves is because of the church. And so the church is not a place for your private gathering upon yourself. The church is not the place where we gather tribes. Do you understand? If you want to gather tribes, go outside to bronze markets and then stand there and when anyone comes, you ask, where do you come from? Are you a, a where? Are you a Jamaican? Are you a Ghan? Are you a Spanish? Are you Dominican? And then check and then begin to gather onto your, but the church is not a place for that. The church is not a place where we separate. Where we separate. The only reason you came to know this person is because of Christ. It's because of Christ. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So, as long as you don't have any selfish interest in the gift that God has. Because some of you, God has given you special talent. And you use that talent to torment us as a church. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Some of you, the talent you have is every day you are in church. 
Every day you are in church. When we are organizing something, you are here. When we are doing this, and then you now use that to torment us. You won't show up. I won't come. I won't come. I won't come. And then we are worrying. You see, you put us, what is wrong? What have we done? Did I say something? Did I do something? What did I do? You put us in torment. And then instead of waiting on the Lord to give me a word for his church, I am waiting on the Lord for you. For all the, the disturbance you give me. We call you, you don't answer your phone. We text you, you don't, you see our phone, you delete your name. Some of you, you take your name from our WhatsApp group. What have we done to you? You know, I always say that, you know, at my workplace, people leave and they are still, they have retired. You know, there's an old lady that left the job, retired long time ago. Every now and then, she's texting me. How are you? How is the job? And, and we keep the friendship going. We continued, but in the church, you, you see, we have a beautiful relationship and something happens and all of a sudden, you leave as if we never had a relationship. You leave as if we never, you, you, you completely cut us off. Nobody at my workplace has deleted my number because I don't work there anymore. But in the church, we do that. It's not a good thing. Say, it's not a good thing. Tell your neighbor, it's not a good thing. Amen. So don't use the gift. God has worked in you a will, a desire, a gift. Don't use it for your selfish need. Hallelujah. The next thing, becoming a shepherd is a natural stage of development of the Christian. Becoming a shepherd. You see, you didn't know that, did you? It is a natural stage of development of the Christian to become a shepherd. You know, did you know that the Great Commission, one of the most important commands is to teach? Yes. Anyway, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers. Are you hearing me? For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, for when for the time, there is a time that you ought to be a teacher. As a Christian, after you have been in church for a while, there is a time for you also to become a teacher. The scripture says, Go ye therefore into all nations and do what? Teach. You're supposed to teach. Everyone is supposed to teach. There is a time, Francis, that you also rise up and gather people and teach them. It is expected of you. you it is a natural step of a Christian life. A natural step of anyone who is working with God. Hallelujah. So every Christian has a time in his life or her life in the development that he or she must become a teacher. Every Christian, everyone, you ought to be a teacher. When you are born into the church, your steps, your stages of growth involves teaching at a certain stage. Amen. It's like a, a child that is born. When a child is born, there are various stages of development. Have you realized that? There are various stages of development. There is a stage where the child needs to stop drinking milk, drinking breast milk. Naturally, you get to a stage where you have to stop drinking breast milk. Amen. In fact, it will not taste nice in your mouth if you continue to drink breast milk. There is a stage in the child's growth where 
The child ought to be party trained. Amen. There is a stage in a child's growth where the child ought to eat by herself or himself. There is that stage. There is a stage in a growth where the child ought to crawl. And then you crawl for a while, you are expected to stand up and walk. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is a stage in the child's life where you have to eat by yourself. You have to hold a spoon and put food in your mouth. As the child is growing, you come to a stage where you have to wake up yourself to go to school. No one will wake you up again. That you must learn to wake up by yourself. Hallelujah. Now, when a child gets to a certain stage where a natural development is expected and we are looking and looking and that development is lacking, it becomes worrisome. It becomes a major concern. When a child gets to a certain stage and the child is not moving on, the development is lacking, it becomes a major concern. We begin to send you to see specialists. Go and check on this one. Why is this lacking? Why is the child not doing this? Why is the child... We feel that something is wrong. And when we realize that there's nothing wrong, and it's just that the child just likes to do this, you become annoying. I'm sharing with you a very important message. When there is a time where you have to be party trained and we need to still change you in diapers and you are wooing yourself and doing your thing all over the place, you become an annoying child. When you have developed teeth and you still want to be on the breast and to suck breast milk, you become annoying. Hallelujah. There is a time in the child stage, in the growth of the child, where the child can ask for things and say, can I have this place? And if the child is given a reason or is said no, there's an expectation that you will understand. But when there's a time for that and you continue to cry for things just as you were a child, everything you cry for it, you want to eat, you cry. You want to be changed, you cry. You want to sleep, you cry. Everything you need, the way you let us know is to cry. At a certain stage in your life, if you continue to cry for everything, you become an annoying person. Hallelujah. And so it is with our Christian lives also. When it comes to a stage where you ought to become teachers and you are not teaching, you become annoying in the heavens. God does not like that. You see, every mother has strength to tolerate changing diapers to a certain stage, carrying you. If at a certain stage we still have to carry you, when you are supposed to walk with us, you become annoying. We are running for the bus and we have to carry you, climb the subway and carry you everywhere. You become annoying. And the same way, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, when there is a need that one teach you again, you become annoying. You become difficult. You become burdensome. We are tired of teaching you. Just like the same way the mother is tired of changing your diaper, we are also tired of changing your diaper. For how long would you wear the diaper? How long would you wee wee yourself? How long would you suck on the breast milk? Amen. Don't we get annoying when we see children? You see a grown child, and the child, the, sometimes the mother is even embarrassed. The mother covers the child just to give the breast milk. True or not true? 
Hallelujah. So anyone who is like that, when the time has come for you to teach and you are not teaching, God is not happy with you. God is not happy with Christians who do not develop normally into becoming shepherds. Anyone who, when a time comes for you to develop into a certain stage and you don't, you become a problem to society. You become a problem to the family. You become a problem to the church. Amen. People who ought to develop to a certain stage and they don't develop, they tend to be critics. They become critical. They criticize things in the church. They know so much, but they will not do anything, and so they tend to be critics. Amen. Anytime you ought to do something, you know to do something and you don't, you see the force in the one who is doing it. And when you see the force, you begin to criticize. When you see the force, you begin to condemn it. And you say, this can be done this way. This can be done that way. This can be done better than this. But you will not rise up to do it. And you become an orangu. You become a difficult person. You become a difficult church member. That is why God expects that everyone, there's a stage, there's a stage where you ought to rise up also to take upon yourself some responsibility. Because when you have the responsibility, you know, when children, when children are at home and electricity and water is provided for them and they don't pay for it, they don't care. But when they move out, they move out and they realize that now you have to pay for this, you have to pay for that, you have to pay for this. Suddenly you rise up. Whenever you are involved, whenever you take certain responsibility towards yourself, your attitude towards that thing changes. It changes. Amen. It changes. So people who don't rise up to do things. You see that they are very difficult. They are very difficult. And they are not involved in the work of God. They don't change. They become critics. They criticize. They criticize people who do them. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. But when you are involved, when you are involved, you see, it is when you are not involved when you have not taken anything upon yourself, that you still demand certain things to be done for you. Why did the pastor not visit me? Why did they not call me when I wasn't in church? But, but you see, when you have the responsibility of a shepherd, your absence bothers you because you were not able to do what you were supposed to do. That is what bothers you, but what bothers you is not that somebody didn't call you. Amen. You see, in the field of medicine, you know, when you are fed and fed and fed and fed, and you don't give out, you don't exercise, you don't burn some, you know, and you keep receiving and receiving and receiving, it puts you in danger. It puts your health in danger. We call it obesity. And obesity is not good for anyone. Anyone who carries on overweight for many years, you will not live to the years that you are supposed to live. It is being fed and fed and fed and not burning out and not exercising what you are being fed with. And so you develop also spiritual obesity. Now spiritual obesity will also destroy you. It will kill you. It will take you away from the church. It makes you angry and the enemy gets a way to attack you. It is not good for anyone when you have been fed and fed and fed and you are also not giving out. The moment you begin to criticize, you open a door for the enemy to enter. Anytime you criticize, you open a door for the enemy to enter. We know our setbacks. We know our weaknesses. We know our insufficiencies. We know the things that we are weak in. We know that we are not perfect. But you see, when you sit down and observe, when you have received so much, you are able to point out our deficiencies. But when you are standing here, you see, as I'm standing here, 
and you are all sitting down, if my tie is twisted, you can see. Isn't that so? If something is wrong with me, you can all see. But you are sitting down, there are certain things wrong with you, but no one can see. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? No one can see. Your hair is not that nice, but no one can see. It's not everyone that is here that also has hair like. I mean, it's, I'm not the only one. Do you understand? But you can see. But there are others sitting within you who also don't have hair, but no one can see them. But I stand before you every Sunday so you can see. Do you understand? When you begin to stand here, you will be humble for people who don't have hair. And you will stop criticizing. Do you understand? So anyone who has been fed and fed and fed and is not exercising, you grow, you grow, you grow to your own head. You receive to your own head. You realize that there are, there's so much that has been fed to you. Some of you probably have heard me preach this message before. And so even as I start preaching, you tune yourself out. Some of you, you have written exams on this book. And you know the points as I'm giving them. But because you have not even taken it upon yourself to teach, you don't even know the book like the way I'm presenting it to you. But the day you begin now that I'm taking this book and I also want to teach people, you see how God, he says that it is him who willeth in us, both to, he worketh in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. It is God. In 2020, may you be delivered from spiritual obesity. I say, may you be delivered from spiritual obesity. You will not die because of being overfed. But may you also develop to become a teacher. He said, for when for the time, for when for the time. It's annoying. God is tired. He says, it's time for you also to become a teacher. It's time for you to rise up to walk. It's time for you to stop eating cocoa and start eating some solid food. It's time. It's time to chew meat. And when you are still asking for Cyrillac, you know what is Cyrillac? <laughs> or Similac, you know what is Similac? When you continue to ask for, some of you, you, when people are traveling, you ask them to bring you Similac, old woman like you, and Cyrillac, and you have no children. Instead of eating vegetables. But for when for the time, ye ought to be teachers. Ye have need that one teach you again. And it's the first principles of the oracles of God. You have need of milk and not meat. Meat. Begin to rise up and become a shepherd. This year, 2020. And see the mighty hand of God upon your life. May the Lord transform all of you into becoming shepherds. People who care for his flock. People who care about his needs. And he says, when you take upon yourself this job responsibility, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, in my name, he shall give it to you. Put your hands together and stand to your feet. As we bring the service to a close. Oh, yes. In 2020, pray that God will turn you into a shepherd to put that hunger, that desire, that test in you, a desire, a desire to care for the people of God, a desire to help, a desire to do something, a desire to make provision, a desire, a desire. Now when someone is not here, you will care, you will worry. You will wonder, what is with this person? Why is this person not here? Let it be a desire. Let it be a hunger in you. Let it be a test in you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Change us, Lord. In 2020, 
the year of the shepherd a year of the shepherd transform us oh god into shepherds transform us into shepherds transform us make sure oh lord making us working us do a work in us that we will have a will a desire both to will and to do of your good pleasure working us oh god working us oh god yes Oh Jesus. here working in us yes we feel your presence upon our lives oh god this day lord beginning a great work in us for you say it is you who worketh in us oh god for us to will and to do of your good pleasure this afternoon lord work on each one of us anyone that is here under the sound of my voice let the work begin in that person let the work begin in you let the work begin in you for lord we are accepting this job of a shepherd we are accepting this job that comes with this great benefit the benefit of receiving whatever we ask of you in the name of jesus we are thankful lord we are grateful for choosing us Amen. we thank you lord that Amen. we do not choose ourselves yes. but you have chosen us Amen. and you have ordained us Amen. and you have sent us to go and bring forth fruits Amen. and 
that our fruit should Amen. remain. This afternoon we avail ourselves. Jesus. Send us, Jesus. Amen. Use us. Amen. Use everyone here. Amen. Young and old. Amen. Use us. Amen. For you say, as long as we have a desire, you will choose us. Amen. We pray for that desire. Amen. This afternoon. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray, Lord, that even as you are working this desire in us, may the enemy not remove the desire from us. May we not leave this place Amen. forgetting Jesus. who we look like. Jesus. Forgetting what we have heard. But Lord, may we look into the crafted work of God. May we do the work of God. May we not forget as we behold our faces in mirrors. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here. You are not born again. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to be born again. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Master, as your Savior. I want to say a simple prayer with you wherever you are. Just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone? You want to give your life to Christ? Anyone? I want to give you this opportunity. Don't leave this place without receiving Christ as your Savior. Is there anyone here like that? Father, we are grateful. We are thankful for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. And we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Brian Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.